Come on, man. Hey, guys. It's just a fight. Hey, what's going on, guys? Here at the Swamp. Get ready to beat LSU. Y'all tune in to the Rule Number One podcast on Monday. Back. It's a little tricky without the headsets, but when we don't have headsets on, it means we have more people in the studio. It's always a really good time. I know. This is uh this week we are doing another couple. I yes. think it seems like it's kind of like a mini sequel. Um, we had the Mosleys on with uh, Eli and Anna last week, um, and now we have the Calantrises on, John and Allie. They are uh, both registered nurses. Allie is in the labor delivery department, and John is in PCU. Correct. So welcome in, guys. Yeah, it's cool. We haven't had anybody from like the healthcare profession yet, and I'm surprised by that. And there's a lot of people in it around here. I've never met a couple though that's both in it like you have. How's that? Like, yeah, it's not too bad. You know, we, um, with our different schedules, you know, sometimes we don't see each other for about three or four yeah. days. <laughs> he works night shift. I work day shift. Oh, okay. So y'all have like three days on, or like it's three days out of the week that you work, right? Yeah. Okay, I got you. At least you have like four days off, but it's not it's not consecutive, is it? Not always. It just depends. Yeah. Like our weekends, we usually work like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so it'll be the whole weekend, mm-hmm. and then we usually get like a couple of days off during the week, and then the next weekend off, so it's hit or miss. I've always envied that. Like, I've always like loved having days off during the week, like during the work week, when yeah. everything's actually open and stuff, and you can go get stuff done. Yeah, it's but productive. like that, that school schedule that's built into your head, like Monday through Friday, like you only have weekends to do stuff. I just you can't get away from it nowadays. Yeah, but y'all are also putting in like twelve hours uh, a day yeah. too. Yeah. So th- I bet yeah. that's stinks. Because you start you start at like seven at night, don't you? Yeah, I go in. I clock in about six thirty. Leave about seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> and you leave. I get to work about six thirty in the morning, and I usually leave around seven. So it's like a high five out the door, pretty we much. Don't even see each other. No, that's wild. Yeah, y'all don't work at the same hospital. Mm-hmm. No, you're in. I'm at Bartow. And I'm at Winter Haven. Oh, Winters. okay, yeah. okay. My brother was born there. Yeah, yeah I yeah. was born there. We all were born. There. <laughs> <laughs> it's come full circle. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I'll get Snapchats from uh, John, and it'll be like eight o'clock in the morning, and he's like at a restaurant drinking a beer, and it's like, <laughs> but it's like in perspective, it's like you getting off on a Friday at five thirty, six o'clock, yeah. and going out to eat, getting a beer. You know, he's been up all night working, but it's kind of like in perspective, it's kind of funny. Definitely get some looks doing that. But. Yeah, <laughs> <People> <laughs> at like, least you're in your scrubs most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, that exactly. makes up for it. Yeah, right. It's justified. Yeah. Bacon and eggs and a cold beer. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. it. Well, we ask uh, at the beginning of every episode, we ask each guest what their number one rule is. I'm interested to see what y'all's are. So, yeah, Allie, too. if you want to go first, go for it. So, mine is, um, and this applies very much to my career, but also in everyday life, um, to just always try to consider, you know, always love people and be kind to people because you never know what people are going through. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I, I definitely can tell that in your profession because, you know, you have women, they could have a husband, they could have a significant other, they could just, you know, not even know who the father is. Um, and so being put in that situation, especially the pain that I'm sure yeah. that they go through, I, you know, can't vouch for it, but I'm yeah, sure <laughs> I've heard stories. Never um, been pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, that's a huge thing, I bet, for you. What about you, John? I just try not to stress, like, stress and overthink things. Like, just, you know, live your life every day. Just 
you know, don't think too hard, don't stress. Yeah. That's got to be hard, though, and you're, like, line of work. I mean, but that's it's hard for that's me. part <laughs> of it. Like, yeah. You just got to keep a level head, just trust your, you know, experience, and, you know, I mean, just go with the flow, really, honestly. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people that say, that, like, stress needs to be a part of people's lives because, it, like, it'll help bring out the best in them, whether that be problem-solving or, like, you know, whatever's going on the stress, you know, you're figuring out a way to do it, so it's, like, a good thing to go through. Yeah, it sucks. To a degree. Yeah, yeah, but it also builds you into a better person when you face it and accomplish that adversity. I can't imagine what it's like to be two nurses in a household, man. Like, some of the things that y'all see, I'm pretty sure, are rough. And, like, coming home to each other and having to talk about that sometimes is it's, probably tough, it's too. It's nice having someone who understands, though. Yeah. You know? Like, we're able to talk about our day and understand it to a degree. I get that. So I I it's cool, though. I want to know a little bit about, like, clearly there's schooling that is involved because y'all are practically doctors without getting your doctorate. Um, you do just about pretty much everything, not necessarily surgeons, but in terms of doctors, y'all pretty much can do everything they can do except for make the, you know, final call on a lot of stuff. Um, so talk about, like, the the nursing program. I know both of y'all went to Polk State. Um, how rigorous was that? It was pretty intense. It was pretty challenging. Polk's known for... It's a newer program, though, too, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. probably why. They have one of the highest NCLEX pass rates. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's too new. It's been around for a while, actually. Okay. Um, it's pretty – it's, like, it's actually one of, like, the biggest that I've seen. Like, I mean, some of the universities um, don't even, like, produce or have such big class sizes. I mean, for a small state college, you know, I mean, we had, like, 120 people start out in the program. I know – other programs sometimes they only have like 30 or 60 oh wow is it what what campus is it based off of because i know they have like three different campuses it it goes back and forth each semester you switch between the lakeland and winter haven campus okay are you like working hand in hand with like the hospitals in each of those towns Uh, yeah that's cool clinicals and stuff Okay. Yeah, I remember um, the clinicals. They basically, it's like your in, your unpaid internship, right? Yeah. yeah, you're shadowing a nurse, basically. So, do they let you do anything? Because I'm sure there's tons of liability, like with that. It's hit or miss. Um, it on, depends on the facility. Yeah, the like facility Lakeland or, Regional lets you do some things that Baycare might not, and vice versa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it also depends on your clinical instructor and the nurse that you're shadowing. But okay. they do try to get you as much hands-on experience as you can get. Get any like crazy stories from your clinicals? Like from anything clinicals, wild that happened? I don't think I even remember anything from clinicals. Yeah. You were a clinical instructor there for a little bit, weren't you? I, well, I'm not a clinical instructor, but I am a like a the nursing lab assistant. So I, uh, yeah, I work at Polk State as well. And I just kind of, like, supervise the students while they practice. Like, you have um, two to four hours of practice you have to do a week. Mm-hmm. And so I'll supervise, make sure everybody comes in for that and ask. Or if they ask me any questions, you know, I'll answer. But it's really because, like, for Polk State, you have to you have to pass for the book. Mm-hmm. Like, so they'll ask me questions. Oh, like, how do you do this? And like, what I do in the hospital isn't necessarily what the book answers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The book. So it's kind of, that's a little gray area, but. You know. I hate to make the crappy comparison because it doesn't compare at all. But like when you're learning like Spanish in high school, yeah. it has no translation to real world speaking Spanish at all. And I get that, especially yeah. in like high pressure situations right. and stuff. Right. 
That's cool, man. I'm healthcare. Do we? I cannot believe we haven't had anybody on like this yeah, yet. They, it's a like a hard profession to get into, but everybody I've talked to, they absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. Do you? Do you? Yeah. Is it, yeah. Yeah. It's um definitely not for the lighthearted. <laughs> see, I have a weak stomach, and I like, I couldn't couldn't handle that stuff. Oh, uh, see, originally. See, I just kind of got stuck at Bartow, living in Bartow. It's a small hospital. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the main reason I stay there, I got like a five, seven-minute drive. Yeah. yeah. Most people I work with, they're waking up at like five or six or four o'clock to drive, you know, 30, 45 minutes to work, and I'm waking up at 5.50, jumping in the shower and leaving. Because um, <laughs> I just, I mean, it's such a short drive. It's right there. Um Plus, I mean, I've been there for eight years. I started there two months out of high school. Oh, wow. What I love about you, dude, is like, don't take this the wrong way at all. But, like, you are not a stereotypical nurse look (laughs) at all. Like, at all. Yeah. I wear my scrubs. I wear steel-toe cowboy boots with my scrubs tucked (laughs) into them. Every single day. Every day. Everyone knows the guy with cowboy boots. If I had a nurse come in with cowboy boots, but, yo, I trust that guy my life right (laughs) there. He's seen some stuff and done some stuff. (laughs) I'm just trying to imagine John doing CPR, like, to somebody. (laughs) Like trying to resuscitate them in this big burly beards we're giving mouth to mouth. But it's good though, man. Like I love that you can break stereotypes through that because like you're talented at what you do. Mm -hmm. And like if you would have, I'm sure somebody probably listened to you when you said, yeah, I want to be a nurse. They're like, dude, what are you thinking? It was was more so like pushed upon me. Like my dad was pretty much had that determined. You know, that you were going to be a nurse. He's a firefighter or he was, he's retired now. But um, he's like, he just kind of like just drilled it into my brain. Like, you know, nursing's the way to go. And like with him, like, I mean, he always, he would always tell me his like medical stories or stuff he saw, um, you know, being out there, which I thought that'd be pretty cool. Cause like you get mm-hmm. just the brunt, yeah. like car accidents. I mean, you, they see some stuff. Gunshot wounds, all kinds of stuff. And yeah. um well, yeah, I mean, and then we went through Bartow High School, and they have a great medical program, too. Mm-hmm. So that's how I was able to start at Bartow Regional um, straight out of high school is because I already came out with my uh, certified nursing assistant. Really? Yeah, we both EKG, monitor tech. Huh. Came out with a lot of certs there. That's Dude, that's really cool. They, I didn't know that you could actually do that. Like, for yeah, me, they really offered, they offered like, the pharmaceutical program yeah. so you could graduate with a certificate and be a pharmacy tech. But that was like the entry level for that field. But like, I didn't know that you could do that at a high school level coming out. You started working at what, 18 right out of high school? Man, I knew people that were like 23, 24 years old at my old college that were like in their sixth year of school trying to get their nursing degree done. Like, it's that's crazy that you get that much a head start in high school with a program like that. It's grown a lot too. Like, they have phlebotomy now. I mean, they have probably four to five like different or extra medical classes that, you know, weren't even around when we were there. And we had a lot, you know, you can do EMR, you got to do 40 hours a week on the um, fire truck. And so huh. I did that too. And mm-hmm. I did see one day I was driving by Bartow high school and they had the fire truck out there with a bunch of students learning how to like use the hose and hook it up to a fire hydrant. I mm-hmm. thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I like, mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine Fort Wayne high school ever offering something like that. Yeah. I'd have too much fun out there. Yeah. That's crazy. I, uh, I am curious about the, um, the PCU. So can you explain kind of what that yeah. division is? So like since Bartow so small, 
I mean, we're only a 72-bed hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You compare it to Lakeland, they're like an 1,800-bed hospital. Oh, they're wow. a trauma center, too, though. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. I learned why, that recently. That's why, you know, like Lakeland, they got all their specialties and this and that. Bartow, you don't. Mm-hmm. You have straight up the intensive care, um, progressive care, or acute care, which acute care, you know, you're sick, you need to be in the hospital, but it's not too bad. Progressive care, you know, you're a little, like, you're sicker, but not necessarily need ICU. Um, like Simonella or something like that? No, something like, like um, more. Like, um, like, we get a lot, we get a lot of, like, cardiac patients. Okay. Um, people and, um, like, abnormal heart rhythms. Um, we take, so also, and really what it is, is um, it's more so, like, um, we, it's more about patient load. Like, okay. so I have less patients than acute care does. So uh, acute care nurses, they'll take like six patients. I typically only have three to four because I have more sick patients that require different medications sometimes that the ACU nurses can't mm. do. And then, you know, there's even meds that I can't do because they have to go to ICU for that. Or they have one or two patients. And the, yeah, yeah, they have, yeah, mm. they'll be one-to-one or just depending on how sick we, um, but we like on my floor, we get a lot of cardiac. Um, like if you go for a heart cath, um, a heart catheterization, if you are having like a heart attack, mm-hmm. um, if you get a stent put in your heart, you come to my floor because you are, you automatically have to be on that higher level of care mm-hmm. rather than, you know. God, that would hurt so bad, dude. I'm just thinking about my chest being cut open yeah. and like no, my heart, like because like, like <laughs> it's another thing with Bartow being small. Like we don't we don't do like open heart or anything. We'll send you to Winter Haven or St. Joe's, sometimes Lakeland. Um, yeah, no, the heart cath they just go in your wrist. They go what? in that artery and it just shoots it, up. Follow it all the way up. A little like wire goes all the way to your heart. Yo, that's wild. Yeah. That is cool. I didn't know they did that kind that of stuff. Is. That's like some futuristic stuff. Things you, like, I'll sit here and think. I'm like, like, whoever the first person that was like, let's start an IV. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, what was going, like, what psycho is going to put a needle in, in your bloodstream? Yeah. 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 I mean. Kind of cool. Does I, I remember, I'm asking this because I remember taking a field trip to Bartow High School. When I was like uh, in middle school, they had like this machine back there that you could put these gloves on and like a surgeon would come in or a doctor would come in and had like robot arms and stuff, had like little mini scalpel and it was like a red and black looking machine. Maybe they only had it there for a limited time and showing people off. I don't know, but it was a cool looking thing. Yeah, I'll yeah. have to look it up later and show you guys, you know, yeah. I'm not crazy, but like it was the guy put on gloves, right? And he was doing his fingers and stuff and the machine was mimicking his moves like if i move this finger the scalpel will move down yeah, but it's like robotic. little microscopic movements and like the cuts mm-hmm. on it are like only that big and it's crazy i have to look it up and show you later so i know y'all know yeah. i'm not nuts yeah. <laughs> yeah. i am wondering you know there's been a ton of stuff you know we've talked about ai on the show and how this future development of you know, the world is yeah. going on. I am curious, is there any signs of that through, like, the medical field? You know, things that you've heard about, well, maybe robots are doing surgeries now or, you know, different stuff like that. Are you all familiar with anything along those lines? I mean, I feel like, generally speaking, there's always new and improved stuff, right? right. So we're always getting new products. As far, I mean, they do do robotic surgeries, uh-huh. um, kind of, like, similar to what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Um I haven't heard of anything of like 
robots actually doing surgeries. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I trust it. Yeah, I'd I'm sure it. they would be controlling them, but it, yeah. But what if it's like programmed in? Like, all right, he's gonna make this cut, this cut, and that robot I just goes haywire. Or something. Yeah. The thing with surgery, like, I mean, you can know the anatomy of the body, but everybody's everybody's different. different. I mean, it's generally the same, but it's gonna be different. Yeah. And like, some things you gotta explore and find and. Oh, I hate that you put it that way. I'm just <laughs> thinking about somebody yeah. like. I mean, I can. My brother-in-law, he just um, he had uh, he perforated his bowels, so he had a little hole in his intestines that were kind of just leaking out into his stomach. Oh. He had to have surgery. They had to go in and just they had to go find the hole. Exploratory surgery. Yeah. Oh, like mm. oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it like is that when you say exploratory surgery? I'm guessing you've heard that before in your background, like. Does that mean like actual, like they're just going to cut you open and see like, all right, look, what can we find wrong? Generally, they know there's something wrong. They just don't know what it is. So, yeah, I mean, it's called, yeah. it's called an X-lap, an exploratory laparotomy. They're going to cut you open and Figure search out. around. Figure all right, so next time I'm in the hospital, I hear my doctor say X-lap, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> well, they do that a lot with like cancer patients too, seeing yeah. like where tumors are and stuff like that and mm-hmm. could see exactly where it's wrapped around or latched onto. I don't want to get old. I don't want to get old. Yeah, it sucks. That's wild. So I am curious. Uh, Allie used to always joke around, like, when she was in school, she'd ask me, she's like, Nathan, can I put an IV in you? <laughs> like, is that satisfying to y'all to just be putting uh, in IVs and, like, looking at veins and stuff? Yeah. Like, what? what's the tick to it? Like, it's, it's just... I don't know. It's just, I mean, it is really satisfying, honestly. It is. And, like, is it, like, a sense of accomplishment? Like, yeah. To a degree, yeah. Yeah? Well, yeah. I mean, she... I have more trouble or not trouble. She has, she usually gets good veins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you got to think all my patients for the most part are young, healthy, pregnant. Pre- yeah, yeah. Pregnant. Um, so my, my patient's veins are typically a lo- lot better. He has the old people. Yeah. I get dehydrated. Yeah. I get yeah. patients anywhere from 18. I think I've had a 105 year old. Holy cow. Oh my gosh. You need to get him yeah. on the show. Yeah. <laughs> And, if you can uh, get him he here. Have, like a baby aspirin. That's the only med he has. Yeah, he doesn't take any medicines. Dude, there's some people out there that are like 119, 220 years old, and they're just like lived off herbal stuff. Yeah. And like, yeah. there's something to be said about the that. Hell yeah, yeah, dude. You gotta take care of yourself. But I don't know if I'm taking care of myself that well. I'm hoping to see 80. <laughs> like, yeah, on a good good year. Good chance. Yeah, I grew up, uh, my neighbor next door, um, she's like this older lady, and I we really need to get her on a podcast bad, but she's this older lady, and uh, and we got to talking, and once I kind of got older to realize, um, you know, kind of the things that she was saying, she's now, she's 103, I believe, but growing up, she, you know, this was 20, so 23 good. years ago, I'm 23 years old, and so she's you know in her mid 80s, like old, old, mm-hmm. and uh, and so she would be telling me about stories about like the Great Depression, yeah. like World War II. Her husband was a uh, he passed on, but his her husband was a World War II um, fighter pilot. That's cool. Uh, stationed in Alaska, and she said she would like sneak up there and go and look at all that stuff or whatever. The UFOs but, that they're hiding. Yeah, exactly. Big dude, don't get me started. <laughs> But she, she said she was like, my breakfast every morning is just Circle K and some uh, some strawberries in it. and uh, Not Circle K, uh, Special K, and uh, some strawberries in it. But that's where I was going with that. She was just very healthy, and she's still kicking. She's in a nursing home now, but she's just chilling. Like, Do you ever have any like random people that come into your hospital like really healthy that think they have something wrong with them? Because there's, like there's like a phobia or something like that out there about oh, that. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, we get a couple every now and then. Like they just they they like want to find something wrong. With yeah, them. yeah. Mm. Um, they want they like want to be sick and. It's, it's weird expensive. though, right? <laughs> yeah. It's expensive. It's very yeah. expensive. But there's people out there that do that stuff. I, I, I was watching a show about that the other day. The lady was projecting it onto her child. Like, Aww. this is wrong with my child. No, this is wrong with my child. When he was like 100% healthy, like just a growing young boy. Oh, man. That would be expensive thinking about it now. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. Yeah, for real. That's major medical bills. Speaking of children, I want to get into this labor and delivery a little bit because I've never actually like thought of like hospital divisions like that, right? Mm -hmm. So I always thought like nurses, you just went to work and yeah, whatever division they should assign you on that day is where you're going to work, whatever floor. How like, was there a way that you had to specialize in that field or was it like, I'm going to be a nurse, but this is going to be what I would go into. I'm going to apply for here. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So um, we all have, we go to the same nursing school, same general nursing school, like everybody else. And then they just kind of train you on the job. So me being a new, I started there as a new grad. That's all I've ever done as a nurse is labor and delivery. And um, because it is so specialized, I did get like six months of orientation, Mm -hmm. which is more than they even give ICU nurses. Mm -hmm. So there was definitely a lot to learn, but yeah, you just pick where you want to go. Really? Yeah, as long as you have that RN. As long as you're an RN, you can you know I mean? do anything. Yeah. Any That's crazy. You just, you just get that specific training. If I wanted to leave and go do labor and delivery, I, I could. Start orientation for six months. I mean, it was, I mean, it was pretty fun, too, in nursing school. <laughs> now, the women didn't mind too much, but the husbands weren't too happy to see another guy in the room. They yeah, I could see that. With though. the male doctors, though, but dude, I'm gonna be fainting, passed out. Like, I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna worry. I'm just gonna be, like, yo, get it out safely. <laughs> Make sure both parties involved are safe, and then y'all come wake me up when it's over. <laughs> Name of the baby. Yeah. <laughs> so with uh, Ali, I know you have, and I'm fairly certain I could be wrong about this, but you have like a little jar, and you have blue and pink yeah. beads in it. So, do you want to explain what that is? Yeah. So I'm so glad I started this. I saw it on TikTok. Um, while I was in nursing school, and I'm so glad I started it. So whenever I first became a nurse, um, each day that I come home from work, I'll put a blue bead for however many boys I was a part of that birth, and I'll put a pink bead for however many girls. Um, And then I do have white beads because, you know, we do get the occasional miscarriage. Mm -hmm. Um, Ah, okay. Like stillborns kind of Yeah, yeah, so that jar has grown. I haven't counted it lately. Last time I counted it was... That's a while ago. Months ago, and it was like 200-something. That's why. How many do you do a day? I'm thinking like labor and delivery, like, yo, one, two, max, yo, shift over, out. Personally, I usually have one to two patients a day. Okay. Um, But, yeah. Our unit can do anywhere from – some days we have no delivery. Some days we'll have six deliveries, you know. See, that's that's the day that I would dread – Having to do that process six times in one shift, <laughs> yeah. I could barely do it once, Pud. So uh, you you just actually had a uh, little niece. Um, mm-hmm. So did you put a, any kind of special mark on her bead because you helped deliver it, uh, yeah. didn't you? Or oh, deliver that's her? cool. Yeah. Um, no, I just put a normal one in there for her. You should put I a should little have, S on there for I Sophie. Should, I should take one out and put like a special color in there. For yeah, her. that would be cool if you were yeah. able to like start delivering some of your like relatives' babies yeah. and everything, and put like you know an S for Sophie or yeah. you know a J for Jimmy or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. That would be cool. Can you like request people? 
to deliver your baby? Like if somebody like let's say a mother of one that you just helped last mm-hmm. time comes back in, nine months later we got another one coming out. Yeah. And she comes in and she's like, I want Allie Albert. Yeah. You'll be in that room? Calandra Spunny. Yeah. Oh sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, if I if I'm working that day, she can request me absolutely. I didn't know people could do that. I thought it was just kinda like random draw. Like you know, you're good. Here you go. People do it with me too before. Really? Some of my frequent flyers. <laughs> come in. They don't always know my name, but they're like, "Where's is that boy with the boots? <laughs> is he working today?" The cowboy boots. Is he here tonight. Yeah, I want. I want to be uh, his patient. <laughs> there's only one. There's only got to be one person in the whole hospital that wears boots, so they know exactly least, who they're talking about. At least there was um, another guy that used to work and he wore boots but nobody wears them with the scrubs tucked in them so <laughs> you first or was he first from the boot trend he was first oh, okay i actually only got boots because my scrub pants were too long i used to wear spa- <laughs> i used to wear sperry's i wore really? boat shoes like for the entire time and there's no like specialized shoe that's like regulated you guys have to wear y'all can just wear whatever as long as it has a strap on the back we can wear really it. people wear crocs. wear crocs oh yeah i would too. oh bro no i wouldn't be wearing crocs if some juice be falling yeah. down i got socks on dude that's, that's even worse, worse. <laughs> i got you socks. get blood like for instance look at Allie. if you know she's delivering yeah. a child and there's yeah. some juices that come out and then you're sitting i would definitely have a, stuff a go bag like a backup uniform <laughs> that i bring with me to work every well, day you all have lockers don't you well yeah and Luckily for us, because, you know, we're not only we, we do labor and delivery, but then, you know, also we have to go to the OR sometimes for C-section. So mm. every day I come to work in my pajamas, I scrub out in OR scrubs. You know, there's an endless supply there. So if something happens, I can just change. And then at the end of the day, I change back into my pajamas and go home. That's okay. nice. I didn't know that. I thought you just show up in your scrubs. Whatever happens, happens that day. And you better go home and change. He does. I do, but we also, I mean, we have scrubs. Like, because, um, you know, we have an OR, too, so they have to do the same thing that she does. So I can get scrubs from them. Like, they keep them down in housekeeping sometimes. I can just go down and get any pair. I got a couple at my house now. Just so there's back backups. Up. Yeah. <laughs> I knew Borto has a helicopter pad, too, right? Yeah. You ever yeah, been a part of that, like, helping somebody off the helicopter or, like, having to run out there? Um, I mean, I haven't, no, because um, really, like, once they leave the building, that's really just – the helicopter, the pilot, um, the pilot doesn't really get out, but you know, the medic or the nurse that's on board with, they really, they're the only ones that kind of go that far. Yeah. They don't really, they frown upon anybody else getting around the helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pride thing. That's my, that's my bird. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a little bit more TV show. Like, yeah. Get to the chopper. (laughs) You know, dude, like I never really, like honestly sat down and talked to people like in the healthcare industry. Cause like one, I don't know if it's, like a good thing to do because you know you never know that person might have had a bad day at work yet mm-hmm. like the day before and they don't want to talk about it but like having two people actually answering or willing to answer my questions about it yeah there's they're dumb i promise some of them are but i am really curious about a lot of these things yeah with the uh with the labor and delivery stuff um you know what people's persona of that is is you know happy married couple coming in and having their first child second child third child however but the reality of fact it's not always that good of situations most of the time it's not that Um, situation so like how do you do at least in winter even so how do you deal with that? You know, you have, for instance, like uh, somebody is strung out on drugs and they're pregnant and they come in. Like, what are some of those situations like? Yeah. Like, what, how do you handle that? Um, yeah, I mean, you just, you have to treat them like well, yeah. taking care of your, you know, your own relative. Um, 
it's hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they're very difficult to deal with. They don't listen. They're not in their right mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also very sad to watch baby go through withdrawals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just, I mean, you just got to show up and do the job. Right. It's so, kind of, oh, go ahead. So the babies, like whenever they come out, for instance, if the mother was strung out on drugs, you, they legitimately go through withdrawals like somebody getting sober would. That's wild. Mm-hmm. So shakes, cold. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. man. The yeah. good thing is they won't remember it, but it does yeah. suck. Like that, that actually happen. happens yeah. to them. Yeah. Like it happens though. Like people, people come from different backgrounds, have different realities. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine having to like put myself through that. Like, do you, like when, when I say put myself through that, like, I mean, actually doing the act of what you're trained to do. Is it like, do you kind of like flip a switch and it's just like, all right, go time. Yeah. You just go through the motions and then, yeah. yeah. Just do your job. You don't ever have like that, you know, personality like kick in while you're working. It's like, oh my God, what's happening right now? Like you don't, um, or is it more of like get usually, it done and then reflect? get it done and reflect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, yeah. You've got to. A lot of times, I mean, if something goes south, like you don't, I mean, you just got to be you on just, top you of just it. Act. Yeah. You, you know, just I do. Had, I had a patient the other night, you know, her heart rate dropped to 19 beats a minute. Holy cow. So that is not sustainable with life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, I ran in there. She was spacing out. Like, she, she, like, she, we had to, like, shake her a couple times. And, like, she'd look at me and then just zone out again. Like, she said, like, she was losing her vision. Her brain was not being perfused. I mean, she was, like, like seconds away from probably her heart stopping. But, I mean, I kind of just, you know. I was right there with her. You know, I called, uh, like, a rapid response to get more people in there. I got my charge nurse in there. Her blood pressure was really low as well. Um, you know, you just kind of got to go through the things. Like it's that training. Well, sometimes you're almost like, yeah, you don't have time to think. You just react. I mean, yeah. It's like reflexes. Yeah. Like, I know yeah. to do this. I, I've been engraved to do this. I'm going to do this. Yeah. I get that. I'm sure you have that kind of stuff, too, when you're working. Like, you can flip a switch and you go through your day and you're doing your stuff without thinking. Yeah, when the cow gets out and runs away, you got to go get them. I know, but I can't imagine the stakes that they have. They're like, oh, God. Yeah, what kind of, like, precautions are set up to, like, help protect y'all? Like, in terms of, like, say, for instance, Allie, you make a mistake and say you drop the baby on the way out. Like, say if you're grabbing her and pulling and you drop her, like, how are y'all protected through all of that from somebody suing you personally or the hospital or however? Um, I feel like in that situation, you know, that's my fault, you know. So right. I would, you know, be, you know. Subject yeah. to Subject whatever. to being sued or whatever, yeah. There's not really any kind of precautions. I mean, like. That sucks. Uh, really, I mean, like, the only thing is, like, you're charting. Yeah. That's what. You've, you've got a chart, like, if you were 10 years down the road to be called into court, you know, reflect back on your charting and know exactly what happened that day. Because chances are, you know, 10 years from now, I'm not going to know the patient I took care of yesterday. No, uh, right? I get that. So your charting has to be on point. When you're, like, you have to do your own personal charting. Yes. Like, every day. Like, I did this to this patient. I did this That's to this. That's the majority of our job. Really? Yeah. See, I thought, like, you just go in and it's like, all right, hey, this guy needs this, this, and this done. Go do that. All right, this guy needs this, this, and this done. You go do that. Man, open up my eyes to it. Job is and that, that is like one of the, like, and I try not to, like I said, I try not to stress, but that is one of the stressful things yeah. is, I mean, I'm here. I went through all this school, and I am doing everything I can to help you. I'm not trying to hurt you or anything, yeah. but then if it's not done to your standard or, yeah. you know, mistakes do happen sometimes, but, like, they have the, like, they, they can sue me. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. The hospital will try to help depending on the case. Depending. But, I mean, sometimes they'll just hang you out to dry because they don't want or like, you know. This happened. They try not to, yeah. um, you know, they don't want to. You're replaceable. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's crazy. That's it comes down to. Do you guys have like uh, like a, a psychologist you guys can talk to or like the, the, the hospital offers or something? I think Baycare does have a number you can call. Oh, that's um, not the same. I feel like. I mean, I've never. I feel that. like y'all should. You guys deserve that, though. Like, you guys should be given that that resource or something yeah. like that to like be able to, you know. All right, I need to talk about this with somebody that yeah. can really help me out here. Yeah, you would think that yeah. they would be giving y'all a whole lot more, um, like one protection too. Like, if they had a legal team that were made to represent the employees, and then two, like just things to like for instance like a therapist in there and like or a happy space you know or a room or whatever that you can go to talk to somebody for a little bit and like yeah i'm about to lose it i just you know lost three patients today you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so i i just feel like there should be a couple things in order to kind of at least help protect y'all a little bit (laughs) that is is the nice thing about us you know like we are we can talk to each other and yeah you get each other understand and you know i mean it's different it's two totally different worlds me doing like the medical and like older people mostly mm-hmm. than her side but like still like you know the gist of what's going on and yeah yeah okay that's a good that's partnership yeah. <laughs> that's a good like definition of partnership being able to reflect and you know revise things with your partner and they get it yeah it's a good fit well speaking of the partnership they actually are uh, fairly newlyweds yes they um, are i see your uh, i see your hat john um the sage lodge that's a uh, that's over in montana right y'all got married out there right yeah we did um uh, back in may so how was that experience you know just picking up and saying i'm taking a week off of work and going to montana to get married yeah it was amazing best decision of my life yeah, um, you know. Wouldn't me, do it any other way. Me and my family, you know, we've never been out there. And it was always, like, on really all of our, like, bucket lists. And it's kind of, like, the kick to get my family That's what I say. There. That's, like, the perfect excuse. Like, you, they cannot not go to their son's <laughs> wedding. Like, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, then, like, my parents, they even drove out there. Yeah. Oh, they, wow. drove? they drove? That's cool. They were going to drive for a week, stay for a week, and then drive back for a week. And then... um. But then we ended up having to go to a funeral. They drove three 13-hour days. Imagine what you see, though, dude. All the small towns you drive through. All the little, like... it's amazing. I was watching a video earlier of this guy that was traveling from Key West on Amtrak all the way to Alaska. And some of the videos... Mm. He was in Polk County on one of them, dude. I swear to (laughs) this track right here, coming through Mm -hmm. a bunch of orange groves. He videoed it. He'd never seen orange groves before. But, like... So cool. I would love to have a trip like that just to see what I can get into. Sage. Is that the place y'all got married that at? Is so it's the resort we stayed at after we were married. So we actually got married in the National Park. There's like an old little chapel there. Yeah, Yellowstone. Um, just to clarify for oh, everybody. Yes, yeah, Yellowstone. Um, yeah, there's an old little chapel there that we got married at. And, mm-hmm. How's a wildlife? I'm, I'm saying I was there for everybody then. <laughs> Allie and John are my cousins. <laughs> but y'all want to talk about a little bit, you know, the yeah. park itself and the history behind it. Like, um, I know there was a big Teddy Roosevelt, like, arch where, like, he first, like, I guess, established some of these parks. But you want to talk about a little bit about the history and stuff y'all saw? Yeah. So, actually, interestingly enough, I did read something about the Roosevelt Arch 
that initially it wasn't supposed to have to do anything with him, Hmm. but he happened to like be in the area whenever they were like doing the grand opening. And so they asked him to speak and like spur of the moment he spoke and then they named it the Roosevelt March. Dude, imagine, taking all the credit yeah, for it. Right? Yeah. Like, imagine yeah. being the artist of that thing. Like, what the? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the wildlife was amazing. So we went in May. I think that was like the most incredible time to go because everything was kind of moving after like everything's alive and the cold. Yeah. Like everything's starting to like stir up again, and yeah, everything was moving. It was amazing. Do you need bears? I didn't see bears. Yeah, I was about to say, saw I saw bears. one grizzly. Yeah, I know you act like you did go on this trip over here. I'm like, I'm waiting on you to chime in. I know yeah. you will. I was like, yeah, I'm going to quit like, acting like I don't know yeah, these I was people. Like, what are you doing? You definitely saw more wildlife than we did because we were dealing a lot with like the wedding. Wedding. Yeah. 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 So I was there for a good that time. <laughs> like, I've always thought of like a destination wedding. Is it, was, it like, is it worth the stress of putting it on and get everybody I up I had there? no stress. <laughs> you were, My yeah. only job was to get off work and get on a plane. Nice. Pick and make sure you're dressed nice when you get there. That's what it's like to be the groom. Yeah. Um. Ali's like, here we go. <laughs> it wasn't that like it wasn't that stressful. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say because um for y'all's deal like you know we y'all picked out the chapel and the had to get a pastor and your um marriage license um but in terms of like y'all would have you know lodging wherever y'all would stay yeah. and then w- the reception we all just went to basically like a bar and grill yeah and it was super cool it back patio cool. and everything it but, was a perfect place yeah I've, i feel like the planning didn't have to well i guess you had invitations and everything too you had to send out but everything just kind of fell into place right I right like it is a perfect experience but i had a blast i mean i, lo- I was i want to get out there on cloud nine i'll get out there one day well, I'm sure I will. Yeah. yeah i think there's a couple other places i want to check out before i get out there though yeah like Axis Deer Hunt in Hawaii. That's like the tenth time. It's like tenth episode. I've said that. <laughs> it's yeah. just going to be a joke one day that we can laugh deer. about. I'm about to just buy you a trip <laughs> so you quit talking about it. <laughs> but oh man, well I feel like this is a perfect yes. time to get into our uh, creativity. Yeah, snap questions. It was kind of a little segue. I wanted to get that point in about Montana. Um, but yeah, so we kind of asked this question. I know y'all were kind of struggling coming up with some answers, but we'll see what we can get. Um, yeah, it's been stewing. If you could have uh, three people, dead or alive, out to dinner, who would your three people be? Okay, I'll go first. Um, John. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we we warned her not to say this. <laughs> we, we discussed this before. This John's like, go without me. It's your, you see me every day. Please do not invite me. <laughs> I would invite you. You'd get an invitation. Um, I think, I think I'm going to go with Donald Trump. There you okay. go. And um, our great grandfather, because we've never met him and we mm. hear all the amazing stories about him. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, our great-grandfather, he kind of started the, a citrus and cattle company, um, and it kind of trickled down the family line. Might so. find a new investor with that meeting. There you go. Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John? You know, I'm not going to lie. I think I forgot him. <laughs> yeah, I struggled with this so bad. I think uh, Steve Irwin was one of them. It's a good one. There you go. Um, We've had him a couple times. Adventurous. That dang stingray. He could bring so kangaroo John, to the dinner plate. Johnny something. Oh. You know, I threw a little sports in there. My mom, like, <laughs> growing up, she made me a big Johnny Bench fan. Yeah. Um, you know, the big red machine. Yes, yeah. dude. So. That's old school, too. Yeah. Nobody's ever said anything remotely close to somebody like Johnny Bench. Yeah, I think the closest we've got is, like, Derek Jeter. Yeah. 
But That's cool. I was going to go with Teddy Roosevelt, you know, with the whole national park thing, but I kind of like the great-grandfather thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because um, mine, he, I think when he was about six, he came over on a boat from Greece. Oh, wow. So, okay. I forget you're Greek. Yeah. Calandros is like, that's a... It's very Greek. Yeah, I was going to say, they kind of a giveaway there, dude. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'd never put two and two together, honestly. Yeah, so. That's crazy. That, that's, I mean, that's pretty soon, relatively speaking, like, to come here. Uh-huh. Great grandfather. So, two generations here. Man. Did, did you ever uh, get a chance to meet your grandfather? Oh, my... Or great-grandfather, excuse me. When I was younger, I mean, yeah. they lived in West Virginia, so I didn't see him a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was around. But so your like roots are like very new here in Polk County, I, I, Bartow, right? I think like my dad came to Bartow around like when he was eight or ten. Okay, mm-hmm. so they've been here since then. Okay. You never know, dude. What people, that's a cool story, yeah. man. I want to dig into this like yeah. Greek deal yeah, a little bit more. Can you cook it up? The, can you Does cook he, it up a little bit? Did he ever tell you anybody any stories about like the Greek life, or was he? Did your family know how to cook really good Greek food or anything? So we do cook some Greek yeah. stuff. Um, it's it's pretty like it's not often though. So, like it's like it, special, special occasion, occasion thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like get that. Days or like sometimes we'll do. Um, we call it fila. Like, if you go to a Greek restaurant or something, it's called domates. Uh. Um, it's like hamburger meat, like with mint and rice and tomato, and then you roll it up uh. in a grape leaf. Oh, I'm really? not gonna lie, they don't look that appetizing. Delicious. <laughs> and then you make like a little, the like a lemon, like creamy, like sauce that goes over top of it. And it's really good. Um, sometimes we'll have that, like at Thanksgiving. That's cool. Oh, really? We'll have a turkey, mm. and then like we'll just pick out on. The Greek food Dude, as well. My, my family's been in Polk County for seven generations. <laughs> they don't have no cultural ties like that. Like, I wish we had, I wish they had something like that. Like, they're talking yeah. about lemon drops on top of great food cooked from Greece. <laughs> authentic, <Lemon> like, <laughs> people. And I'm at home thinking about the cheeseburger I had to eat yeah. because that's American and that's all they know how to yeah. cook. Yeah, the different cultures that, like, especially in Florida that you hear about, like, from people coming over and their ancestors. I'm a sucker for that, one, because I have an old soul, and two, just hearing all the different cultures, whether it's, you know, if you're one of our episodes, Danny Coca, his uh, grandparents are Colombian and Cuban, and so just a heritage that comes to Florida just to experience some, you know, this He was telling us how his granddad caught a tarpon on, like, a fly rod in Cuba, like... Yeah, on these, like, plywood boats, basically. So cool. Like, that's wild. Right? It's fun to hear that. It is. But you want to get the next one? I do. Um, which one do you want to go with? I, I kind of drew a blank here. Um, the Lego? Yeah. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> we'll go with this one. Guys, if you were to die tomorrow, right, what would you want your legacy to be? What would you want people to remember you as or for? It's a hard question. It is. And it's kind of newer, and y'all haven't heard some yeah. of the newer episodes. <laughs> Honestly, like, I just want to be not, not necessarily a specific one just me in general like just just be like just remember me you know i mean yeah i'm a pretty friendly dude i have a lot of friends you're a very like. rememberable you person are, dude. I, <laughs> I know i do a lot of goofy things just try to have a good time and you know just not mes- necessarily like remember me but like Maybe like more like miss my presence or like notice <laughs> notice I'm not there. Like, <laughs> Don't just forget I'm you know I'm not here anymore. I get it. I get it though. I've had thoughts about that too sometimes. 
I do I do want to hit a little bit on that that goofy comment. John, so you can't tell right now, you know, he looks very professional to a degree. Um, and uh, and so there'll be times where John will come over to the house and be like, hey, man, like, what are you doing? And he'll show up in SpongeBob pajama pants, like flip-flops, a cutoff, like, it'll be like, yellow pants spongebob pants and then like a purple cutoff shirt and then like got off a bush light hat and then like flip-flops and he's like hey i'm here to hang out and it's like, <laughs> like don't does not care he'll wear a speedo in the pool um like he's known to do some crazy things that's and i look up to john for that just because he just doesn't care what anybody thinks i'm gonna do what makes me happy yeah. <laughs> no the first christmas because um, I was actually supposed to work, so I didn't really have any clean clothes. Like I was like, ah, I don't really care, you know. <laughs> and they ended up canceling me from work. They didn't need me. Um, mm-hmm. So I got Christmas night off, and y'all were having Christmas out at your grandparents, and I showed up in my leopard or cheetah print pajama pants <laughs> and a t-shirt. <laughs> The first time a lot of people met him too. <laughs> oh, what an impression! The first, the first, the first yes. out there. They had church friends, family. <laughs> oh, it's funny. They just showed up. They're like, oh, nice pants, Sean. Yeah. Like, Thanks. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm dating your daughter. <laughs> you imagine somebody coming to be your daughter for the and cheetah pajama pants oh my gosh you know whenever i first introduced him to my dad i was a little nervous because you know how my dad is yeah um my dad can jeff's be- a very typical southern dad yeah like, i'm like john's awesome though I'm like, this is gonna be interesting they hit it off day one and afterwards my dad was like i love him because he does not give a shit yeah not at all it's funny too because like some of the things i would wear over to her house my dad even he's like Jeff, well, how, well, how does Jeff feel about you wearing stuff like this or this and that? I was like, hey, don't care. Like, <laughs> my dad talked up, like, all worried, like, Jeff's just not going to put up with this. Yeah. <laughs> that shit ain't going to fly. Yeah, that <laughs> shit ain't going to fly. That's well, a famous look. quote. Yeah. <laughs> he got the permission and everything. There's a ring on the finger. <laughs> but, Allie, what about yours, your legacy? Um, I, I want people to remember me. Uh, I hope I come across this way as kind. Um, I kind of want to be remembered, you know, kind of like how my grandmother is like mm-hmm. always will give somebody the shirt off her back. Um, and just kind overall. I love it. You don't get that all, all, uh, nowadays too. One of our, uh, one of our dear friends, actually one of my roommates, um, Chelsea, she was just talking about, you know, she just got back from a vacation where she was in uh, Scotland and uh, UK, the yeah, the UK area. Um, and she and Brian was asking questions. She's like, everybody's just nice over there. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times Americans will get caught up in just maybe it's our culture. Maybe there's somehow some of the way people are raised. We're just not very nice. We're standoffish. Yeah. 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 And uh, I just feel like if everybody just did their little part, try to be kind and raise awareness a little bit, it might be a little bit better place to come visit. I feel like people here are more like looking for a reason to not like you more than a reason to like you. Yeah. Or how can you, it's kind of like a selfish thing. Like how can you benefit myself? Yeah. Like it's not, they don't want to build a genuine, genuine connection. They want, okay, well, you know, you're an RN. So if I'm, you know, hurt, I can just call her and we're friends. So she'll just take care of me for free, you know, kind of, mindset but i don't do that i don't either i try not to at least <laughs> but if you are you know a millionaire and you got a yacht i mean you'd be really yeah. fun to be friends with <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on, you come on our podcast too and talk about how you yeah. dollars exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly 
But awesome. Well, guys, I've had a blast this episode. I've been very educational. Um, do y'all want to shout out your social medias? Um, maybe y'all can give it a fo- or we'll give y'all a follow. That's one of the cool things that we do. Um, and so if anybody has any questions about the medical field or whatever, maybe getting into nursing school, you want to shout them out? Yeah. Um, my Instagram is Allie Calandros. So that's A-L-L-I-E. And then Calandros, C-A-L-A-N-D-R-O-S. And then I'm on Facebook as Allie Albright and Calandros. Um, I'm Johnny underscore boy 2015. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's it. <laughs> it goes right into the uh, the, the stereotype we were just talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but, and you can find them. We'll be following them on, on our Instagram page. That is Rule One Podcast. Um, we're on every single platform you think of except for... Twitter. No more Twitter. No more. Yeah. Well, X. X. Whatever. I love it. I, love, I don't don't talk crap about it. I love it. it Elon so cool. Musk is changing it now to X. That's it looks what I'm so calling. cool. So, but yeah, and uh, we appreciate y'all guys for coming on, and we will yeah. see y'all next week. Peace. X. Peace.